the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Camel, Ramsey personality, joined by my good friend, Dr. John Deloney. Open phones at 888-825-5225. You call in and we will tell you the truth and we'll give you our opinion, and it's free. So take that all with a grain of salt. Ashley kicks us off in Salt Lake City. Ashley, welcome to the show. Perfect. Thank you. I'm uh, glad to be talking to you guys today. You as well. What's going on? Um, So one of the reasons my ex-husband left me was because I made more money than him. Uh, He struggled with the idea of me being the main financial provider in our family. Hey, Ashley. So, yes. Can I cut you off really quick? Absolutely. My team always gets mad when I do this, but I can't let you walk around with this thought in your head one more minute. Your husband left you because he's really struggling with some things in his own life. has nothing to do with you. Thank you. Thank you. Do you believe me? I do. I do. There's not a thing you could have done to to stay connected to a man that um, has wrapped his ego um, with such a, with such a shallow ribbon. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. All right. We're done carrying that brick. We're going to set that one down. All right. Back to, back to, back to the original programming. Go. Yeah. Fast forward. Um, I'm actually getting married in about two weeks. Um, My, my, yeah, my fiance is going to school right now. He works 40 hours a week so he can be on, uh, so he can go to school debt free. On, on top of his schoolwork. And so once we get married, I have the ability to help pay for most of his school. Um, but I don't want to feel like, like him to feel like I don't need him or he's not a contributor in our family. So I just was wondering if you have any advice on conversations I can have with him to make sure he feels safe and secure with us paying for his school together and to help him know that he is still a contributor in our family, even though he has to go to school right now. Are you carrying this around, or is he leaning the way your ex did? Um, he's not. I was so he's definitely different. Um, when I talked to him about this, his concern is more of like he feels like I'm going backwards by helping him pay for his school because I've already paid for school. I've got out of it. I've moved forward with my life. Uh, you know, I'm I'm at a place where I'm financially good to go, and so I think he feels like we're backtracking by me helping pay for his school. So get one of your um, hair ties, you know, that you wear around your wrist. Yeah. And put it between your thumb and your forefinger and then bend a piece of paper around it. And then I want you to pull it back and show him this. And say, look, we're going okay. backwards. And then let go and watch how far that thing flies. Perfect. When I quit my job in higher ed and I became, uh, as my 13-year-old so eloquently puts, Dad, you're just a YouTuber, um, I had to step back. I had to learn a new industry. We took a pay cut. Like, everything changed. And now we've been launched into a whole new world that we didn't even know existed. Okay? But it took, it took a minute. It took a minute. Um, yeah. And I, I do love the idea of you saying the words over and over, ours, we mine i mean i mean ours not mine right this is this is ours where we're going and i can't wait to pull this rubber band back with you and then whew, we're going to be launched into the stratosphere that's awesome if, if the tables were turned and he was helping you pay for school would you be okay with it uh yeah and i hope to because i want to go back and get a master's after he's done and so the tables will turn oh even better right? just and tell him hey we're just taking turns you go first and then it's gonna be my turn sucker 
Yeah. And the beautiful thing is when you actually combine finances once you're married, it's not really like you're paying for my schooling. It's we are paying for your schooling. And it doesn't matter where the money's coming from. My wife and I, when we see money in our bank account, it's not like, well, this portion was yours. So technically you should do 30. We just go, cool. What do we need to cover? Great. We'll cover it. But I will say this, George. Um, and actually, like, we've talked about this in our house. My wife and I used to be very similar in our, in our incomes, right? When she was at the university and I was at the university. Um, and now it's not because she spends most time at home and doing her, her side businesses. Um, and so she does say, like, man, when it comes in, it's so cool to see it because it's ours. And she feels free to spend it. Trust me. And it's like, man. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm not contributing as much as fill in the blank. And that's just simply something that she works through on, on a weekly, monthly basis. And one day, Ashley, you might stay home with the kids and you won't be providing that income anymore. And you yes, might exactly. be on the other side of this thing. And so I don't like the idea of putting any stock into, well, who's contributing financially and who's not. I just love the teamwork of we're going to build wealth together and it's going to go faster and be more than we could have ever achieved on our own. And that's something that you have to learn and practice in marriage. But I, th- I think this guy sounds like he's got a good head on his shoulders. And I wish you guys the best. And I'm going to give you a little uh, a little gift. Because the wedding's coming up, John, two weeks. And we weren't invited, but we're going to give you a gift anyway. Kind of bummed out about that, but that's fine. We'll so, still send a gift anyway. <laughs> we're going to send you guys Financial Peace University. Because I think it's some of the best, whether it's premarital, during the wedding, after the wedding. It's such a great way to get common vision, goals, language around this we talk when it comes to your money goals. And I hope it alleviates some of the uh, this tension that you're walking into. And a quick note to men out there. If you're married to a great woman who also works and she makes more money than you, take your ego and wad it up and use it as two-ply and flush it and be done with it and think the lucky heavens that y'all have a combined income that allows y'all to have some flexibility and some mobility and some margin in your lives. If you can't sleep because my wife's making more money than me, go talk to a counselor ASAP because you're going to blow up a pretty amazing situation uh, both in your marriage and in your kids lives it's just absurd. what is behind it John is it partially just control ego, issues just ego because if you make ego, more ego, you ego. feel like you have more control it's insecurity and ego it's just I mean it just comes down to, I should be shut up but at some point someone told you hey the more you make the more you are as a person I think our culture has done an evil um has has cast an evil spell on us that we have distilled down you know you and i've talked about this what are you worth that answer is a number in our culture and Whether that's it's a credit score your bank account ridiculous what are we what are you worth i'm worth this much that's insane it's absurd the answer to the question what are you worth is always who loves you and who do you love period not how much money you make right and but that's what we've done and especially to a generation of young men that we've taken away every single thing that made them who they were and said you're bad and you're wrong now all they have is why make this much money and (laughs) that's a very hollow shallow metric Mm -hmm. and so instead of being really excited that you married to a a partner who's doing really well and y'all together are able to do some cool things it becomes competitive and it becomes a, well, I should be and I'm the... Shut up. Shut up. Be really eternally grateful for this situation. A, it might change over time. It might not. And B, my God, 
Get rid of your ego. And ego if you are us. dating that person, this should be a giant red flag. If they talk that way or think that way, I'd have some heavy pause before taking another step in that relationship. Absolutely. 100%. Oof. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns. So while it's still true that you can't serve God and money, you can make your money serve your values. Contact your financial advisor today to see if Timothy Plan is right for you. Visit timothyplan.com for more information. Investing includes risk, including possible loss of principal. Before investing, carefully consider a fund's investment objective, risks, charges, and expenses contained in the prospectus available at timothyplan.com. Read carefully before investing. Mutual funds distributed by Timothy Partners, LTD, and ETFs distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LSC. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney. Open phones at 888-825-5225. It's time for our question of the day, brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. You can trust Neighborly's local service providers to repair, maintain, and improve your home. Just go to neighborly.com slash Ramsey to find experts in your area and to schedule services today. What do we got today, John? All right. Today's question comes from Olivia, not Newton John, in the Ramsey Baby Steps community on Facebook. Olivia writes, at a recent visit to my bank, I mentioned that my employee employer pays my mileage. And she said, I hope you're putting that on a credit card and getting cash back. I replied, I'm doing Dave Ramsey's plan and don't use credit. She was aghast and told me how hard it was to rent an apartment, get a car, or buy a house. And I just heard George's voice in the back of my head with his new book. That's a scary voice to it's be in the amazing. back of your head, Olivia. She then told me how dangerous it is to use my debit card because fraud is so prevalent. This is the one that worries me. I work in some rough areas where cards get skimmed often. What are some ways to protect myself using a debit card so I don't need the fancy credit card protection? Good times. This is my Super Bowl, John. Oh, first of all, I'm sorry that you have to deal with bankers spewing mythology and telling you how hard life is without our debt products. I know. My, my mom is a mythology professor, and I think she communicates less mythology than this person did That's in this banking transaction. Yes, and I do debunk a lot of this in, in my book. I have a whole chapter on credit scores, debunking why they're a scam and how to live with that one. And I've got a whole chapter on credit, score, on credit cards and why debit cards are uh, just as safe. And here's a few things to look into. One is the Electronic Fund Transfer Act, which protects your debit card against fraud. The other is Visa and MasterCard. If you have that logo on your debit card, you are covered by their zero liability policy. So there's two things right there. Now, cards get skimmed all the time, whether it's credit or debit. They don't, you know, no one's, no one knows when they're skimming a card. They're just finding card numbers, skimming them. So a few things you can do. Number one, when you use Apple Pay it actually changes your card number to protect it. So that's one way to do it. You know, when you double tap on your phone, you can pay with that way. Sometimes at the gas pump, you can I've, do I've this. I've never done that, but I, I trust that you do that. John trusts that I do it. So you can have your, your card loaded up on Apple Pay and your number's protected. And you can pay that way at the gas pump, at the grocery store. I do this all the time if they have the tap to pay option. 
The other thing you can do for online purchases that I love is use a service called privacy.com. Yep. They're not an advertiser, but uh, it's a really cool tool where you can create virtual debit cards with spending limits, time limits, all kinds of things. And so that's what I do when I'm on a site. You know, I just mm-hmm. pop in a virtual debit card number tied to mine that's a completely different number. So if it gets skimmed, it's no skin off my back. Yeah, you it's going to sound like a, a privacy.com commercial, but I use the same thing. Here's cool. Here's what it does. You put your debit card in, and let's say you're going to make an Amazon purchase. You, cre- you type it in, and you hit create, and it creates an Amazon card and gives you a number and an expiration date and that three-digit co- uh, three code on the back, and you put that in the Amazon account. That way, Amazon never has your actual debit card, and you can limit the, the amount of money spent on it, and then you go to the next one, and if you want to buy some shoes from Nike.com, you create a Nike card. And, and you, you can even do a one-time use for some of these if exactly you're just going to make right. one purchase. So I think so. I've got 60 or 70 different cards open for various purchases over the last four or five years, um, but it's really remarkable. And that way, nobody has your actual debit card. And I'll tell you something else I did. I did this when I traveled overseas. Um, I actually went to my local bank and opened a second account underneath my current account and got a a new debit card. And in that debit card, I had, I put just X amount of dollars Mm -hmm. so that if somebody took it and skimmed the whole thing, it didn't wipe me out. And so I actually carry two debit cards from the same checking account in my wallet. Um, And when I'm in places where I feel like, oosh, I pull out the other one because it's only got a little bit of money in that account, and that way the, it, it just it just lowers my risk. That's smart. Yeah, and for international travel, another one we get, John, as well, the credit card, I can avoid these transaction fees when I'm traveling internationally. Well, Charles Schwab actually makes a debit card tied to their investor checking account. It's completely free, and it has no fees. So no transaction fees, no foreign transaction fees. And so there's really just – I'm running into the – the, to, I'm at the point where there's less and less reasons to ever use a credit card because of how many new tools are out there, new technologies are out there, and debit cards are now just as safe as your credit card, except the only thing I can't do is go into debt, which is something that you do to yourself when you're putting yourself in credit card debt. And so um, there's also another thing you can do, which is get ID theft protection. Our friends at Xander uh, provide that. It's like you know 6 bucks a month, 12 bucks a month to cover your whole family, and that will help... Um, cover you in case of fraud they'll do all the restorative services to get you back and whole so a lot of things you can do out there and uh, the only thing i wouldn't do is keep your credit card around and listen to what that banker has to say by the way that banker sells debit cards so i don't know it's like going to to burger king and having them be like you can't eat food here that's what this banker did is so strange what a weird uh, what a time to be alive thanks for the question olivia america melanie is in canada melanie what's going on over there Hey, thanks so much for taking my call. We're worried about you um, guys. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's exactly why uh, I'm calling, actually. So I'm pretty new. Well, me and my husband are pretty new to the Ramsey baby step method, so I wish I knew about this much sooner, but here we are. Um, How old are you? Not sure if you're... I am 41. Okay. So my husband is 44. Yeah. We have five children. Um, not sure if you're familiar with what's going on in Canadian housing market right now. I know it's all astronomical and impossible. Yeah, as as the great Gwen Stefani once said, it's B-A-N-A-N-A-S. That's exactly it. So my husband and I, we built a house um, in 2021 in Alberta. And um, our plan was to pay for it in cash. We made some prior mistakes in the market, and the stock market didn't happen that way. So now we have a mortgage on our home, which we don't like at all. 
Um, but here's the question. He wants to sell and just save our money, save our money, save our money, and then just pay cash for a house when we're ready. I think that's a mistake right now being in the housing market the way it is in Canada right now. I think we should just keep chugging along. And if we're on the same page as we are, we should have this done in about 10 years time. And I've already spoken to the builder that built our house. and Our house is already worth $400,000 more now than it was in 2021. Wow. What's it worth now? Um, just over a million dollars. And what do you owe? Um, we, well, because the house, the mortgage rates are quite high in Canada right now, we're paying about $30,000 a year just in mortgage rates, which is not even going towards the principal. So we probably owe just, just around 550, I would say. Okay. And is this payment unmanageable as far as your, as far as your take-home pay goes? Like what percentage of your after-tax income is getting eaten up by this? Oh, no, we're fine with that. So my husband, he works on um, in the oil industry, and he brings home just roughly with overtime and everything, like before taxes, about $200,000. Okay. Um, I bring home about 35000 before taxes. Um, other than the house, that is pretty much our only debt. We do have a car payment, 0% interest, with $18,000 left on it. Um, and in our savings, we have about one hundred and fifty. Whoa. That's a lot of savings. Why not pay off the car today? I brought that up with him when I started listening to you guys. And he said it's 0%. Hold um, on, but he doesn't get to be mad about, the, stressed about a mortgage debt, but not about a, a car debt. I like it. It makes me feel comfortable. It's because of the interest. <laughs> he loves math. Yeah, he does actually. He's very good at math. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Yeah. Well, um, I'm with you. There. This is not a fire situation where you need to sell the house because the payment is not what is isn't what's killing you guys. Mm -hmm. And so, if you said, "Hey, the payment is fifty percent of our take home pay," I would say, "Yeah, you probably want to sell." But I'm in I'm in your boat. If if you go sell, you're gonna have to go buy a place that's one point five million three years from now. Exactly, that's and then my... get a mortgage again, yeah. or just wait ten years to save up and pay cash for it. So I think just stay the road you're on. And attack that mortgage with a vengeance once the car is paid off. I'd put a hundred thousand of that one fifty on your mortgage and knock it down to four fifty by the end of this weekend, and have a paid off car. And you still have that emergency fund there. That's right. With that fifty k, so that's what I would do, Melanie. I don't know that you can talk him into it. He can listen back to this call, but we're just a bunch of American chuckleheads over here. So, best wishes to all of you in Canada. Goodness gracious, it sounds crazy over there, John. This is the Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Dr. John Deloney. Open phones at 888 825 Five two two five. Hey George, yesterday uh, we were 
<laughs> you and I were cutting something for uh, social. Um, social team comes to us with these ideas for things, and they're like, hey, we need y'all to do this. And sometimes it's like, that's great. And sometimes we're like, oh, geez. But I don't know what's like cool and trending on TikTok. They keep up yeah. so that you don't have to. Exactly. But uh, they had us face each other across the table and do a dad joke competition. That was some of the most fun you can have at work. Bro, you did a joke, and I don't know why it hit me so funny, but I laughed all day. At the, I, I clearly broke at the table, but I laughed. You broke about every three jokes. I, I know. I, I like, stayed strong. I like good jokes. You did stay strong. I don't think you have a soul. Well, it, well for you, it was the direct eye contact that yeah. I made the whole time. <laughs> I think that's what broke you. But I need you to to tell America the joke that, that got me the worst. The sponge joke? Yeah, it was a great joke, man. Okay, this one took you, it took some people a few seconds. So really think about it. I was washing the car with my son this weekend, and he said, Dad, can't you just use a sponge? <laughs> I think that's such a great The joke. audience in the lobby, they're audience, still ruminating they on it. They got nothing. They don't nothing. think it's funny at all. It's great. That's why it's a dad joke. It's meant for dads. That guy that looks like you got cloned out there just thumbs down to you. Oh, Your alt version of yourself, I didn't come George, up with this. Like they, they found it on the internet. I you know, it comes it from the dad joke. joke repository. I think it's a great joke. I That's feel fun. like there's a Where's Waldo, but it's a Where's George Campbell, and you're right next to me and so in the great. lobby. It's so strange. To be fair, I look like if you morphed every guy that's ever worked at an Apple store and put them into one body. So, you know, familiar your face. That is very true. Very helpful. Very excited to tell you about the latest iPhone 15 Pro. And it does look like you shave with an electric razor with your eyes closed. All right, let's go out to... There we are. Mike is in Richmond, Virginia. Mike, save us from ourselves. How can we help you? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Sure. Um, I'm a pretty new listener to the Ramsey uh, program. I'm really enjoying it so far. Welcome to our cult, Mike. Like four... Yeah. At a moment about like four or five months ago and I just about my finances and just something just hit me and I, I just want to change kind of how things are going. Um, you know, that I've been listening to about a month and I don't think I've heard anybody say they've had higher debt than I do. <laughs> so it's kind of embarrassing to you. Tell might you. win the competition in the worst way. <laughs> Bring it. What is yeah, it? Exactly. But I'm in 400 and about $60,000 of debt. Oh, that's, that's, um, that's not even close. Child's play. That, that is a, that is, that is that a is lot, lot of debt. debt. That's an insane <laughs> amount of debt, Mike. Let's be very clear. What kind of debt is this? But it's all student loans. Um, every penny? I was listening to, yeah. Every are you a penny. physician? I was listening to your, what's that? What do you do for a living? Are you a physician? I'm a dentist, yeah. There you go. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, I was listening to your book, uh, breaking free from broke on yesterday and I was like the chapter on student loans and I was like, yep, this, this is like written about me. And, you know, when I was in high school, getting ready to go to college, my, you know, my family didn't, didn't have a ton of money. So I was pretty much responsible for paying my own way. But I was 18. I didn't really know what I was doing. I went to the bank, signed all these papers and, you know, they, next thing you know, go through undergrad, go through dental school and hit with this huge, um, this huge tab. Um, I did have a car note, but over the past month, I was just like, I got really aggressive with it. I paid 20 K of that off, um, in about, in about a month. So, um, I guess my, my question is like, how, how do I, and I think I may know the answer, but how do I grasp this number? It's just so daunting. Um, what do you take home every I year? Have, man? Last year I made two seventy five. Do you have your own practice or are you a part of a group? 
I'm an associate. Okay. Um, my brother actually owns the the practice. Um, and I guess long term, I, I would like to become a partner. Um, do you have to buy in for that, or is that going to be just a I, uh, draw I rate? Do. Okay. Yeah, I do have to buy in. So right. um, that's down the road. I'd, okay. I'd like to kind of clean this mess up first. But. So if you got really aggressive, how much can you throw at this debt every year? So I'm planning. I you know I mapped everything out. I'm planning about 10k a month. Just you know, throw at the debt. Um, that's not enough. You can do more. Are you yeah, married? Do you have kids? Um, I'm engaged. My fiance is also um, a physician, but she's in a residency program, so she's only taken in about I don't know fifty to sixty k. So that that will change uh, okay. in a couple of years. But we don't share any finances. Yeah, okay. we we will. But if you're making two seventy five, I would love you to figure out a way to live um, in a one bedroom apartment and and um, on about. Uh, $50,000 a year, $40,000 a year and get so insanely yeah. aggressive that people around you think you're bananas and ask your brother if you can come in on Sundays and do a Sunday practice for guys like me who's on the road a lot and it's hard for me to get into the dentist. Like just get out of your mind aggressive and tell your wife that, or your future wife, I want you to come into this marriage without almost half a million dollars saddled around our, our brand new love. And mm-hmm. we haven't seen anybody um be successful without just getting radical about it Mm -hmm. and i did it too i didn't have this many my i only had i had six figures but i didn't have 460 but it was something about just burning all the ships and just being like dude we are scorched earth and coming up for air 18 months later and our whole life was different but we sold our house we sold we sold everything man Based on your lifestyle, nobody should know that you're a dentist that makes 275. Yeah. You should look like a broke guy who's an undergrad just trying to make it. For the next three years, yeah, if I you do, do that, you're going to be so wealthy for the next 30 after that. Yeah, I do live in a one-bedroom apartment already, and I refuse to like buy a house Good. right now. Um, Good, man. I'm when are you getting married? But I think I just need to... Um, in April of 2025. Um, so about a year so from now, about a year. You is she yeah. working? Yeah, she's in a residency program. Okay. So your income will drastically increase a year from now, not just your own, but also with the dual income. All right. So what's that's going to be debt load going to be. Her debt load is a lot less than mine. It's um, about 200k of medical school. But she, you know, she will make projected about 300,000 a year and my income hopefully will continue to go up. It's gone up every year but so if you guys are making 600 grand and you've knocked yours down by 120k a year from now even a little more when, by the time the wedding happens then you're looking at what 340 and she's got 200 so you you know you'll have a huge chunk of debt but you'll also have an amazing income that you'll you'll be both of you will be debt free 2 years into your marriage if you do this the right way yeah and um, so this is not a life sentence i feel like right now you're just looking at the mountain going oh my gosh this is 10 years of my life and we're saying, dude, this is two or three if you do it our way. Yeah. yeah Are these broken out into a bunch of little loans? Um, my, I saw a private, a private loan um, that's just one big sum. And then my federal loans, yeah, they have like little subcategories. Good. Of, you know, some are 30K, 40K, and others are like 3K, 4K. The debt snowball is your best friend. I want you to list them yeah. each out in an every dollar budget. I'm going to gift you every dollar premium so that this makes it even easier. It'll connect to oh. your bank account, all that good stuff. 
and it'll create the debt snowball for you. Oh, you already bought it? That's awesome. (laughs) We'll give you an extra one so that when it renews, you'll have a a year to go. Because this is a journey, man. Yeah. No, what, I, what's I your is your take that. home is your take home check about seventeen a month? Yeah, it's it's a bi weekly. Okay. Um and it's about it ranges anywhere from seven to eight to nine. It just depends on per how big I am and kinda of what I'm doing and so if you if you don't have a car payment and you live in a one bedroom apartment, what are you spending seven thousand dollars a month on? Well, that was kind of one I paid up my car like again 20 something k in a couple months but i I just haven't been smart with my money because i didn't have this mindset i I don't lie or bs it Um, oh you're like me dude (laughs) like we're the same team same team i I was just kind of free flow and i you know bought an engagement ring we went to cabo for a wedding we stayed for a week it it was just a it's just kind of a dumb mess um wait it 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 was and now it's all going to be different now and in 24 yeah. months, 36 months, you're going to look up and you're going to be a free man with a household income of 600 grand. You're all going to be so wealthy. And your brother's going to say, all right, it's time to sell the pra- buy the practice. And you're going to say, well, I'm going to need four more years because I'm, I'm paying cash for this thing. I'm not going to take a huge loan out for it. That's amazing, man. You're on your way. You're on your way. Hang on the line. We're going to get you another year of Every Dollar Premium on us, Mike. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Dr. John Deloney. The phone number is 888-825-5225. You call in, we'll talk about your life and your money. Lindsay is up next in Phoenix. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we um, help today? So I actually just have a question about my 18-year-old son, who is currently a senior in high school and will be graduating in May. Fun. Um so he is working part-time at Target. He makes about 1000 to $1,500 a month right now. He has $6,500 saved. He's wanting to buy a car. And so we're just trying to kind of help guide him. He's, he's not wanting to go to college. He's looking at possibly doing an apprenticeship um, to be a heavy equipment operator is what he's interested in. So we're just kind of trying to guide him in like what he should do, how much how much money he should be saving for his emergency fund, what he should be saving for next. Just anyway, any advice on how to guide him as he moves forward? Yeah, I think all this starts with you and your husband and y'all coming up with some boundaries or some terms as to how much you'll support him with. Like in my house, I've told my son, I'll I'll, I'll pay half, you pay half. And that okay. could be a guitar, that could be a car, right? Um, but not every family's in that situation, and that's great. Uh, I think it's y'all deciding, hey, we can put, I remember my dad told me he could put X number of hundreds of dollars. And I knew that really was painful for him, but he was always stretching for me. So I, th- I think every family's different, but y'all sit down and say, okay, here's what we can help you with. Um, okay. I am all for if um, a kid comes to mom and dad and says, hey, I know y'all had dreams of me going to college. Um, I want to try something else and not go to college, I, I support that. If my son came to me, both hit me and my wife are college nerds, and we've been saving for college, talking about college with our kids, and if my son came to me and said, or my daughter came and said, hey, I don't want to do that. I actually want to go be um, be a plumber. I actually want to go learn how to, I want to go be a lineman. I'd fully support that, but here's the condition. Okay. Yeah. Where I've seen families get hung up is, your son says, I'm not going to college. I want to do an apprenticeship. And everyone kind of goes, okay. Uh, 
And mom and dad, um, and I don't mean this in a bad way, mom and dad go grieve that picture because everyone, like there's this picture of we're going to drop little Johnny off at college and it's going to be a thing and he's not going to do that. And y'all are going to have to tell your friends. Like, And I would say he's gotten that a little bit from other friends and family. Okay. My husband and I are super supportive Great. of him. Great. doing a trade and we we have said 100 percent. this is for him for his personality this is a great move love for him. It. i so want are, i want an ironclad plan leaving school okay. leaving high school who are you going to apprentice with with what where when do you start and what's the length of this this apprenticeship in this program and that way everybody's okay. on the same page and it doesn't turn into august and y'all are like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, you know, and then all of a sudden, I want it mapped out before school is out this this spring. And so, so far, we find we found out that it's like he has to have his diploma to apply. Okay. So he can't even apply until May. It's a three-year apprenticeship. Um, it is paid, like, so he doesn't have to have a job. He just has to have transportation. And he has a car that we currently own right now that he's driving that we have offered like once we sell it we said that we'd give him half of that money that we can get for our car to go towards him buying his own car um that's excellent and y'all may decide I mean, he does have, we're gonna try for six months what was that? um you you and your husband may may decide hey we we've talked son and we're gonna start off we're gonna give you six months you can stay at home and then in month okay. four on this date we're gonna have a lunch meeting and we're gonna reevaluate how things are going Okay. And you're going to pay us a way below market rate, but you got to pay something. You got to have some skin in the game. And I, I want okay. you to hear the, the two things I want you to hear me repeat over and over again is put everything on paper in writing. He's an adult. And I have no right. problem with kids, um, with mom and dad letting kids stay at home. Where I have a problem is they're not clear on when you're leaving, what it's going to cost. And then over time, resentment builds. And it's not fair to any of y'all. Okay. And then maybe after and six so months. So moving forward, as far as how much he should be saving for an emergency fund, like right now he doesn't have any, he doesn't have any bills. Yeah. So so, so right now I, I would put a thousand bucks. Right now the most important thing is he gets through school debt free. He gets through this apprenticeship without owing anybody any money. And y'all have a bunch right. of balls up in the air, which is where's he going to live? Um, is he going to be able to do this locally? Is he going to have to leave town? Is he going to have to do something? So it is local. Okay, it's about a half hour away, which is great. So it is local. He can okay. stay here while he's doing it. Okay, but um, I, I I think for him, for for his transition to adulthood, and for you and your husband's sanity, I think giving him a uh, like a housing contract, kind of like he would get in an apartment complex. Here's what your lease looks like. Okay. Um, you can't be rolling here at 3.30 in the morning with your apprentice buddies. If you're going to live right. here, here's what this looks like. And it's free. And I also think it's good to put, here's how much money you're going to save over the long term. We're going to reevaluate this lease in month four. And we may all decide um, at month six, it's going to be time for you to go. And me and your mom get to do that. Okay. And by the way, you need to do that. Or at month six, we're going to renew it. But I like starting to, to transition that out, and it just keeps everybody safe because your husband's going to be wondering, when is this freaking 18-year-old going to get out of my house? But I don't want my wife to get mad. And then you're going to be saying, God, he that guy's just coddling him. It's all on paper. Everybody's on the same page. Okay. The other thing you can do, Lindsay, is have him make a mock budget in every dollar and have him actually lay out, hey, here's what car insurance is going to cost on this thing. Here's what gas is going to cost. Here's what the utility right. bills will cost. And have him put some skin in the game. Cell maybe phone. that's maybe that's money. And you say, hey, we're going to take this money and put it away and you get it back 
uh, when you leave the house as our gift to you. But we want to teach you how okay. to have this give, save, spend mentality. I'm going to give a little. I'm going to spend a little. Let him enjoy life. He's 18. We don't need to like force him right. into this version of adulthood. But I think it's great to start going, okay, make 1500 How do I budget this wisely while I make it? And what does his apprenticeship pay? Do you know? Um, they said that it starts at twenty four forty seven cool. an hour, and that every six months it's eligible. He's eligible for advancement based on kind of like where he's at, what he's doing. Um, that's just the basics of what I know right now. That is amazing. Well, you're doing a great job as a parent, and like John said, there's no right or wrong way. The key is to communicate that upfront. Clarity, clarity, clarity. That's yeah. important. And so what John's Perfect. talking about is the 401 Dave plan, as he coined it, where he said, hey, we're going to save up half, and whatever you save, we're going to match. And so that's what they ended up doing. So if he saves five grand for a car, you guys can put in the other five, or like you said, we're going to sell the car and he gets half, and that becomes his car budget. And if that's means eight thousand dollars we got to go find an eight thousand dollar car and guess what he's going to be looking at some nicer cars than that going man i'm making some good money now mom i want to get a nicer car and you go not if you don't have the cash for it and his buddies who are going to be in the apprentice program with him making 24 bucks an hour are all going to go out and get nice trucks they're making like 50 grand at that point they're going to be like bro what are you doing you're 18 you're making this kind of money and he's just going to have to keep walking it again and here's an important thing he can move out and he can go get his own place and do his own thing. And you're going to transition over the next six months from mom and dad, we tell you what to do, to mom and dad, the adults who are going to influence you relationally. That's why I love like sitting down and having these conversations. George, you, that's some great wisdom to say, okay, here's how much life costs. Here's insurance, cell phone. So right out the gate, it costs $450 just to exist. Then you put food, and then you put this, and you put this, and his eyes are going to come out of his head. It's yeah. like, man, I got $50,000? It's like, not really. If he made a mock budget, what it really costs to go live on his own today, he's going to go, Mom, thank you so much for letting me live here. Right. And then you're going to say, cool, here's the lease. You're going to be home by 1 a.m., and you can't have your cherry vape in the house anymore. Whatever, whatever's going on there, right? I love it. Oh, that's fun. Lindsay, hang on the line. We're going to send you a copy of my book, Breaking Free from Broke. I think it's a great book for him to read. He can listen to the audiobook as well. We'll send you that. And that's going to be a great way to help him avoid some of the traps out there because the toxic money system comes at 18-year-olds so hard. And it starts with the guy on the college campus who's trying to get you to sign up for the credit card with the pizza and the free T-shirt. And then you got to get your credit score up, man. So go get some debt. This is going to help them avoid debt. You guys have done a great job already. And uh, I'm proud of you as parents. You guys are a great picture of what it looks like to have uh, raise healthy kids into healthy adults. So thank you for that. That puts this hour of The Ramsey Show in the books. Thank you to Dr. John Maloney, my co-host, all the folks in the booth. We got Ibu, we got Ben, James, Andrew, the whole gang's in there. And Judas is back there, too. That's right. Everyone and their mom is in there running this show. That's how many people it takes. Takes a village, y'all. We'll be back before you know it.